Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on iWorkFram, click on the iWorkFram Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the iWorkFram Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's iWorkForHim.com, iWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Hey, have you joined the I Work For Him Nation yet? Go out to iWorkForHim.com and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. We're looking for Christ followers around the nation to make the commitment to start praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on that flag, and make the commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day, looking for ways to serve them in the workplace, looking for ways to befriend them as you work alongside of them by inviting them to do things outside of the workplace. I Work For Him Nation members also will look for ways to pray with people as they notice that their countenance may be down, that they just don't look the same as they normally do on a daily basis. But all along, members of the I Work For Him Nation, which we're getting new members every day, are making the commitment to be people of excellence in their workplace, people that will do the very best in their position, that they will be highlighted as people that go above and beyond all the time because they recognize that what Christ has done in their life is amazing and it's transforming their lives and they want other people to experience the same thing. Go out to iWorkForHim.com. And click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. You know, Romans 2, 12, 2 reminds us, and it says this, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. As Christ followers living in this culture today, every day our faith comes under attack because we we stand, what, what our faith represents is countercultural today. And we need to live in the understanding that when we bring Jesus up, it all of a sudden throws in people's faces the reality that there is a God and their behavior does matter and that their actions do matter. And so we need to be sensitive to that fact. We don't need to be politically correct with it, but we need to let people know that God loves them right where they're at. That they don't, that God doesn't expect them to obey a bunch of rules as a, as a non-Christ follower. He loves them right in their sin. And, and that's the message of the gospel, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he loves us. And the transformation that begins when we give our lives to Christ, that's amazing. And that's what we need to be sharing with people in the workplace. You know, every day I try to bring on guests on I Work For Him that have experienced that amazing transformation in their lives, not only in their personal lives, but also in their business lives. And we've got calling in today from Oregon City, Oregon, Tanya and Scott Landis. They've been part of the Nehemiah Project, which if you're listening to this show regularly, you know that I'm a big proponent of the Nehemiah Project. And going through the Nehemiah Project has really revolutionized their lives. So welcome to I Work For Him, Tanya and Scott Landis. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. 
Well, we're just so so privileged to have you guys. Your story is great. It's all over the internet. So let me just do ladies first. Tanya, if you could just share today, how is Christ making a difference in your life today? He is always making a difference in our life. Well, my life, um, he just, you know, when I focus on him, he leads me in the right direction. And there's so much I could literally probably spend the whole hour talking about the difference he's made. Well, it's amazing the transformation that's gone in your life, and we'll get into your testimony after the after the first break. But I know that I know that you're living your faith live every day, and you're getting in front of people, and you're inspiring people, and it's obvious that He has done an amazing work in your life. Now, Scott, talk about your own life. How is Christ making a difference in your life today? Well, uh, I, I used to be a Christian that thought about. God and related with God one day a week on Sunday and kind of forgot about him throughout the week. And that has really um, been the transformation in my life um, that he's involved in my, in my every day. He's integrated into family and work and ministry and worship and, and it's all, messy and part of it's all it's all all at the same time every day i like that messy it is messy following the lord it's not it's not a simple thing it's not like there's a book about hey here's what you do to follow christ it's just an obedience factor do do you guys struggle tanya do do you struggle with that obedience factor ever in in your walk with christ oh absolutely um because I think that sometimes, you know, we're called to do things that we don't necessarily want to do, um, you know, or that are scary or uncomfortable, because God doesn't call, you know, He doesn't call us to be comfortable. Um, he calls us to stand out and to help lead other people to Him. And so sometimes, you know, it is messy and it is hard, but it's so worth it. What about you, Scott? Is obedience ever one of those things that you struggle with? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, you know, if you're if you're not bumping up against fear on a regular basis, um, that you know you're not you're not living on the edge of, of what God can do. Because if we're if we're doing things that are just comfortable. Um, then, you know, there's no room for God to be glorified in that. So trying to, I think we try to live our lives that way, where we're, we're just keeping the pedal and metal and, and focus on what he wants to focus on. There's going to be um, challenges that... All right, Scott, I'm going to have to interrupt you there, Scott. I apologize. We're heading up on a break. We're talking today with Tanya and Scott Landis from Oregon City, Oregon, about their, and they may say it differently, but I grew up in Minnesota, so I say everything differently. We're talking about how they learned to run a kingdom business through the Nehemiah Project, but we were just before the break. I, I was asking Scott the question. We're just talking about how we live our faith, and I'd ask Scott, hey, do you ever struggle with obedience? When the Lord tells you to do something, <laughs> do you ever struggle with obedience? And Scott, I apologize that I had to interrupt you. Because I ask these types of questions so that everybody that's listening understands that even though you're doing a radio interview and there's something really special that God's doing in your life, that you're a normal person, that you struggle in your faith because people need to know that ain't everybody struggles. So if you could jump back in on how is it that every once in a while you really struggle with obedience? Yeah, so 
I, I was saying um, something I say often is if you're not bumping up against fear, then you're probably not, you know, really doing something for the kingdom. And, um, and since we try that, we try to live our lives that way, that we're really doing something for the kingdom of God. I think that um, bumping up against fear is a normal part of our, our walk. And in that, um, you know, faith overcoming fear is an act of obedience, and that's definitely something that, um, I don't know, probably daily, I'm just going to Father God and, you know, asking Him for help in in that kind of faith, um, you know, to just go forward with with whatever the challenges are in our lives. You know, when I was first introduced to you guys by, by Patrice Sauguet from the Nehemiah Project, he said, Tanya's got this incredible story. So, Tanya, I'd like for you to share just a little bit about this story on how, first of all, God's work in your life, because it wasn't your plan to be in business. You had a hobby that was something fun that you were really inspired about, a healthy living, exercise, you know, all the kinds of things that everybody looks at you and they're going to go, wow, that's what I want. I want to be healthy and and physically in f- shape. How did the Lord move in your life to go from uh, having a hobby to having a job? What, what was this all about? Well, we had um, previously been in business with, um, we had an insurance and real estate company that was part of the market crash in 08. And at the same time, we had, so we, you know, had experienced um, lots of financial devastation after that. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, had our second child who was very sick. Mm-hmm. And I felt really called to actually be at home with our two children. We had two children at the time. And um, she needed a lot of medical care. And so I felt called to be an at-home mom. Um, and then... Um, I had our third child, and I um, really wasn't into health and fitness. I didn't like working out. I didn't know how to eat right. I struggled with lots of different things. But honestly, I just got into it because um, I wanted to be a better example for my kids, especially my daughters. And so it started out as a hobby, just something I researched a lot about nutrition and workouts. I started working the business. And honestly, it was a hobby, and I was working with other people to help accountable because I'm really good at not letting other people down. But I will, you know, I knew that I would stick in it for them if I was accountable, you know, to helping others. And so I just started as a hobby, and God called it to be something more, and He called well, it we'll, to be a business. And we'll step into that part of the part of the story in just a minute. But now, so you've got three kids. You've decided that you want to be a great, healthy example for your kids. Now, Scott, you guys together, you you and Tanya decided, okay, we're gonna have three kids. How hard was it you for you to adjust after the Great Recession uh, impacted so many people? How hard was it for you guys to step back and say, okay, no, we're gonna do whatever we can so Tanya can be home with the kids? How hard was that for you? It was. Um the hardest time of our lives. It was um, super challenging in all sorts of ways. Um, at, the, at the same time, um, so we, we, we had that devastation, and I, I started doing door-to-door sales at that time just to make things, just to make ends meet. We had a lot of debt. I was trying to make a lot of money to be able to get out of that hole and, and to support the family, and that was just a horrible time <laughs> 
you know, anybody who's been in door-to-door sales, it's not the funnest job. And, um, and it was a sacrifice. And during that time, there was a lot of uh, going to God and saying, um, okay, we tried business uh, in, in our way, um, but I don't know any other way. So until, until you show me what your plan is, I'm just going to work as hard as I can. And, and it was a lot of crying out. I mean, I, that was one of the only times in my life where I literally just sobbed and wept in front of God and um, just, you know, wasn't hearing much. I, I was just like going through the motions during that time. So well, it was and, tough, tough time. And, and you're speaking a story that that people listening all over the country all have done the same thing. I mean, you know, the, that recession mm-hmm. hit so many families. And especially those families that decided, you know what, even though things are a disaster, we had invested in real estate, we lost our money, we lost jobs. Uh, I mean, it's the, the decision to raise your own children is a tough decision because of the financial expectations on one spouse or the other. Do you guys regret that decision at all? Absolutely not. I, I just wanted you to say it out loud because I, I, it's, 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 an, it's an investment that will pay off for a lifetime, but at, at the beginning, it's really, really tough. So how, Tanya, how stressful was that on your marriage with you raising three kids, one of which is not very healthy? And, and I should ask, is the second child, we didn't give names, is the second born, is that child healthy now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. God, um, you know, God completely healed her. And she is, thriving she's um, doing amazing she's our little like fighter and it's you know that's a whole other testimony but yeah she's she's doing awesome so how hard was this time on your marriage you guys as you're as you made this commitment to raise your own kids and for just have a, a an income one income, Scott, you're doing door-to-door sales. You're doing whatever you can. You got this big hole from the Great Recession, you know, attacking you at every every level. How hard was this on your marriage? Tanya, you go ahead and speak first. Um, it was really hard. It was really, really tough. Um, at the time, there was a lot of stress. And, you know, we had come from having um, quite a bit of flexibility with our, you know, with our life to having – we were just so strapped financially and with time because Scott was working um, six days a week, all, um, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day. Mm. He had Sundays off, but he was flat out exhausted. And then I was exhausted because I was, you know, I had, we have kids and I was, you know, running after them and trying to keep up with them and trying to keep up with our daughter's um, medical appointments. And it was, it was a really stressful time. So in where in this transition did you guys get exposed to the Nehemiah project? Scott, why don't you jump on that? <laughs> All right. Well, it, it was you know, our wilderness period uh, was a, a few years of going through these motions. And then I went to I, I, I began um, working with a with a business coaching firm. And through that, I came to a um a business conference in town, and there was a speaker there um, named Vicki Norris, and she was the most amazing preaching I had ever heard. And I grew up being a Christian, so that was saying something at a business conference. And I went up to her and I said, whatever you got, I need some of that. And she, she said, uh, you, should take, um, you should take 
I have a BE class coming up. She's a BE teacher, a biblical entrepreneurship teacher. And uh, so I took her class, <laughs> and that's how it started. So when you guys, you found out from this uh, speaker, hey, you, you need to go try out this biblical entrepreneurship class. But yet when you went to go sign up, they did not, they said, you can't do it. Your wife's got to do it with you. I mean, how did that go down? <laughs> yeah. So, Scott, why don't you comment? How did that go down? What did they say to you? Well, um, so she she just said that uh, you're going to go through um, a big paradigm shift here. You're going to go through a lot of um, a lot of information, and it's going to rock your world. And if you go through that without your spouse, your uh, that will um, that'll be a challenge for you guys. So she insisted she wouldn't let take the class without Tanya joining in. So, and Tanya wasn't real keen on the idea because um, what she was, you know, she wasn't really interested in anything called entrepreneurship, um, you know, or anything to do with business at that time. Cause that was before um, God told her to do a business. So it took, it took some convincing. And uh, eventually I just, I, I told Tanya, or I, I told the teacher, um, she's not going to do it. Uh, but I want to take the class, and she said, put Tanya on the phone. And then I handed the phone to Tanya, and uh, she somehow convinced Tanya to take the class. So we did end up taking it together. Well, and that's got to be a transformational experience when you look at that and you look at the opportunity for you guys to take this class together, to experience it together. It's so much easier to get on the same page when you're both hearing the same things and not one of you is not repeating it. So, Tanya, this wasn't your plan. This was God's plan. How, how did you react to all this? Because this was, this had to be tough. Yeah, I um, I I was not happy. <laughs> I was very like I the last thing I wanted to do was go um you know to a class on entrepreneurship because my focus was my kids and I was burned out and then that would re- also require finding a babysitter. And the class was actually about 45 minutes away from our home. So it was a commitment on our part. But she, um, she talked to me, and I just figured I would go to the first class so that Scott could get in and then never go back. And um, that was kind of my, that was my goal. Um, but something, you know, I was supposed to be at that class because everything, you know, in the first class, like within the first like 10 minutes, I knew I was exactly where I was supposed to be. So as a couple, you're going through this class, you're going through this and, and, and really God, God took it through the class, which is a year long class when you take BE one, two and three, right? It takes a whole year to get through. Well, the, the teacher that we went through, she did um, the, the first BE one uh, she instead of doing it in a weekend, she did it over like 12 weeks, one night okay. a week for 12 weeks, three hours a night. So we actually took uh, a few months to go through BE1, and then I didn't take BE2 until a couple of years later, and I actually just finished three this year. Okay, so we we kind of took the long approach to it, but you're <laughs> correct in normal in normal circumstances. So how did that, I mean, because God led you guys in different directions. You know, he led you into a, a business coaching kind of world and Tanya into a health and fitness world full-time and competition. How did how did you guys balance that when you guys were hearing the Lord? I mean, Scott, how did those conversations go as you guys were listening to 
uh, what God is saying. It, it, it did create some challenges. I mean, one of the things that I was getting through this class, and by the way, I started hearing from God in a whole way that I hadn't been. I mean, I mentioned before I wasn't really getting much before. But one of the things I was clearly getting was, um, you know, and to, to start integrating things in my life. And one of those things was um, if, we're, if we're doing business, as a, as a family, as a household, it should be integrated. And I, I was looking at that and saying, okay, Tanya's doing some kind of coaching. She's doing fitness coaching. I'm doing business coaching. We do marriage coaching together. I know this has to all integrate somehow. And I was sort of taking that um, understanding, and it was causing pressure on Tanya because she wasn't necessarily seeing it the same way. And she saw it as pressure for me to say, hey, we need to be doing everything together. And she was sort of like on a path of her own. And it took me some time to realize that, you know, uh, like I said earlier, it's messy. You know, so you have to like deal with all that, you know, seeming opposing viewpoints. Um, you have to deal with that and, and somehow just trust God that he'll work out the details. Well, the cool part was, though, you guys are both asking the question. So, Tanya, for you, as, as you guys are struggling with this, you know, stop being driven more towards uh, business coaching. You've been dri- driven already your hobby of fitness coaching into maybe something that's really a job, a career, an inspirational career. And then you went into some competition, some beach competition for fitness. How how hard was this to reconcile this with your husband when he's going one direction, you're going the other, but yet you guys are both heading in the same direction towards the Lord? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it definitely caused a lot of interesting uh, conversations. Um, it, it was hard, and it's just like, you know, you asked about being obedient to God because it wasn't our plan. And we, you know, we had actually been in business prior to this before the recession together. And so we always, you know, we kind of assumed we would go back together, but it seemed like we were going different directions. Um, But really, um, it was just us overthinking it and like trying to do our own plan rather than just following what God has told us to do. And we kept trying to just figure it all out. and, And it still causes a few issues, but... Honestly, we just we we know that we're on the path that God has led us on, and we just trust Him and put our faith in that and our hope, and keep doing the next step. We know that it's all for His kingdom, anyway. Okay, so you're in this coaching world now. You guys have gone through this, and the Lord's revealed to you that He wants to use you as coaches. He wants to have you guys feed into other people in, in, in three different ways: fitness coaching, business coaching, but marriage coaching. How do you balance all of this? And you still have three little kids. I mean, how old are your kids now? They're, are they? They're still in elementary, aren't they? Yeah, they're um, five, eight, and eleven. Yeah, so that's still a pretty active bunch. So how mm-hmm. how have you? Got, yeah, I know. You, I know. I'm telling you something that you already know. How how is it that you guys are balancing all this? Because as, as the Lord reveals things, sometimes He'll reveal just the next step that we're supposed to take, not the whole big project that we're going to take. How have you guys, um, how have you guys worked through those heading different directions, but the same direction and then doing marriage mentoring together? How did the marriage mentoring thing come up? Well, that actually came up, um, prior, uh, to, to all this. Tony, Tony, you kind of recount it cause you're better at the dates. 
Yeah, we um we actually got into marriage coaching several years ago. Um and it was because a lot of our friends were going through um they were getting divorced. And honestly for reasons that didn't make any sense. They're just, you know, they were saying like, Oh, you know, I just am not in love with that person anymore or we, you know, should have never gotten married or just crazy things. It's not like anybody did anything wrong. It's just like it was all seemed like communication issues. And we just felt so helpless and we wanted to help our friends. And so we dove into marriage coaching and got, we, you know, ran uh, Bible studies based on marriage. We mentored couples individually. We mentored groups. Um, we just felt called to really, um, help marriages thrive and, you know, and because a lot of the issues that people have today are communication and, you know, people are getting divorced and families are breaking up and because people don't have the tools. So we got into it years ago. So we got Scott and Tanya Landis. They're talking about their amazing experience on how God led them to be inside the Nehemiah Project, getting trained up on how to be coaches, and as as the Lord moved them away from a pathway they thought they were on to where he thought it was on. So before the break, guys, I was asking a question about the marriage mentoring, and it's something that my wife and I are also really uh, passionate about because we, too, saw our friends struggling, the marriages failing right before our eyes. We're like, we got to do something about this. So the Lord's got you guys stretched in lots of different directions. As you look down the road now, you've gone through the biblical entrepreneurship classes with the Nehemiah Project, which can be found online at nehemiahproject.org. You're many years into this as the Lord has changed you. So, Scott, as a business coach, how how has God transformed your thinking because of what you learned in the Nehemiah Project? Well, it's interesting because I started uh, I started business coaching before I was introduced to the Nehemiah Project, and it was just a job to me. And then when I went through the biblical entrepreneurship training course, I um, realized that, you know, I'm I'm made, I have specific gift skills and abilities. I'm made for a specific purpose on the earth and I'm here to bring the kingdom of God to the earth. And um, I realized that as I looked internally, that um, what my makeup was very well suited for business coaching. And once I embraced that as a calling, um, it changed everything. And, you know, I, I just love it. So, Tanya, you were doing fitness coaching, again, as a hobby, and the Lord said, no, 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 I want you to take this to the next level. And all of a sudden, you get bolted onto the national scene with a website that's getting lots and lots of action. How did God move you from being, a, you know, have a hobby in healthy living and coaching to being full-time? He, um, <laughs> well, he... He just called me to do it, and honestly, I just continually, um, you know, I every morning I start my day out with prayer and devotions and just really asking him to help me, um, you know, bring me the people that he wants me to help, and that's really how I've built my business is through God and having him guide me each step of the way. And when so when you reach out, you've got a website where where ladies can come and, and learn to appreciate the the body that God has given them, and, and you help coach them. How I mean, are you helping people just over there in Oregon, or are you helping people all over the country? All over the U.S. and Canada, I work with people 
in almost every state of the United, of the U.S. and then um, several provinces of Canada. So it's been incredible. And it's, you know, I've built my business mostly on social media. And it's a great way because as moms and, you know, working moms or stay-at-home moms, everybody's really busy. And it's a great way to build community and, and not take away time from your family. So as you are working with ladies, helping them learn healthy living, healthy fitness, how do you get to incorporate your faith into that? How do you, I mean, how often do you get a chance to really say, listen, ladies, this all is possible because of what God is doing in my life? How often do you get to do that? Pretty often. Um, God is really, I've been able to witness to more people through, you know, through my business than I did through in church um, because I get people from all walks of life. And a lot of times when people are struggling with their health and fitness or food addiction or, you know, or they're not feeling their body's right or their self-confidence is low, usually because, um, you know, they're missing Jesus and they're missing God in their life. And, um, you know, and we do talk about that sometimes and sometimes we don't. Um, but most of the time we do. And a lot of ladies are, you know, they, um, they find, you know, that connection with God through focusing, getting back to focusing, you know, within themselves and really having to take a deep look. Had you ever thought of yourself as a pastor or a minister? I mean, did you, before you went through the biblical entrepreneurship classes with the Nehemiah Project, had you ever thought about what you were doing with teaching people health and wellness, that that was actually a ministry? Um, No, I never thought that it would become what it has become. I always, you know, I didn't go to school for that. Like I had said, I wasn't in to fitness or (laughs) nutrition prior um, to four years ago. It's just been just in just over four years that I've had this business and such a passion and a drive for this. And, um, no, I never did. I, we did the marriage coaching and I always thought it would come through that. Um, but I love marriage coaching and I also love health and fitness. I love working with women. And how often in, while you're helping women with fitness and health stuff, do you get a chance to speak truth into them about the importance of their marriage and uh, about the importance of their vows? How often do you get to speak that truth into them? Um, almost daily, to be honest. Um, I host trainings and, and team calls, and um, I host groups, and I, I talk about it daily. I definitely um, I live my life authentically, and I share what has worked for me and how God has worked in my life um, because it, it's been incredible, and I want everybody to experience that. So I, I share it pretty much daily. Now, Scott, you were you said you were a business coach, and I know you guys owned an insurance agency before, agency before, and then you were involved in real estate. As a business coach, though, like you said, you just did it because it was a job, and then you went mm-hmm. to the Nehemiah Project, and all of a sudden, how is your business coaching now like a ministry to you? Uh, you know, I, I I I actually believe that I'm a marketplace pastor and I get to disciple business owners for a living and that's that's just amazing um so I mean it's really just it's just part of what I do so um 
uh, I get to do it with business owners, but I'm I'm just out there doing the Great Commission, and it's it's fantastic. <laughs> Does it ever overwhelm you too when you realize that God, our Heavenly Father, is using you to impact other lives? Because sometimes I get that feeling like, wow, why is he using me? But Scott, do you ever get overwhelmed mm-hmm. with that realization? Um, it, it is it is overwhelming a lot. Um, you know, you don't hear the stories of how you're impacting people all the time, but when you hear them, it is such a privilege. It's such an honor and privilege to be able to impact people's lives and, and uh, help them with their walk with Christ and um, in some cases introduce them uh, to Christ. And, I mean, there's no greater honor and privilege. There's no greater blessing that God can, can give, and, and uh, that is. It's overwhelming. So you, you don't just coach Christian business owners. You're coaching business owners. Some of them happen to be Christian. Um, so our our uh, our business is kingdom business coaching, and it is target market is uh, biblical entrepreneurs or Christian entrepreneurs and, and CEOs. Um, but uh, that said, we have accidentally or by God's plan, we have ended up coaching companies that um, that aren't Christian um, or even anti-Christian. And that's been an interesting experience. So, yeah, a little bit of both. But our target market is, is a Christian community. So how do you coach somebody who's anti-Christian? <laughs> um, well, you know, when I first started as a business coach, I worked with a, with a company that was sort of like a covert Christian. Uh, we, we were targeting um, non-Christians, but we knew that we could bring the Holy Spirit into the coaching relationship, whether they knew it or not. And so, you know, you, you, can, you can do that without, without being overt about it. And and it shows up in in little ways, and then you look for the open doors that that God provides to expand on, you know, spiritual things. So Tanya, you're you're working with ladies from all over the country, and you said in all in many provinces in Canada, are they all Christ followers, or do you get people that are Christian and anti-Christian as well? I get both. Um, I get. I get every, you know, I get Christians, I get some that have been burned by the church, and then I do get some that, um, you know, don't actually believe in God. Wow, that presents some really interesting conversations, I guess. So how do you bridge those conversations, Tanya, as you're talking about health and fitness? How do you get that opportunity to bridge those those conversations? Um, and just, it, you know, God opens doors, and... It's amazing how many people are actually very receptive, um, you know, especially when you're working on your health and fitness. I mean, a lot of people think health and fitness is, oh, just a nutrition program and plugging in the workout. Um, but when you really get to the root of it, it's so much deeper. Our body is our temple. And um, a lot of times people, you know, when they really dig into, like, past feelings and why they struggle with workouts, why they struggle with food, they uncover a lot of things. So, mm. honestly, God just really opens up the doors. We're talking today with Scott and Tanya Landis, all the way from Oregon, about how they learned to run a kingdom business. Guys, I've only got a couple minutes left, and Tanya, I apologize for interrupting your conversation, but it, 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 you guys have both been given such incredible responsibilities. How are you balancing all of this neat stuff that God is doing in your lives and keeping 
your marriage as a priority? Scott, why don't you speak to that first? Well, um, it, you know, the foundation of all this was we, we started with marriage, and um, all this other stuff came along afterwards. And it's a great thing to keep as a foundation, and we've always just you know, made that a priority. We, we have our budget set for, you know, food, shelter, and date night. So, I mean, it's a major part of what we do. And we continue to get counseling for our own marriage. Um, you know, the, what we say to our couples all the time is, you know, you take care of your car, you change the oil, you know, you got to be as intentional with your marriage. And so we kind of just practice what we preach there. You know, it, marriage is hard. And it's hard. Yes, it is good marriages and and struggling marriages and you know and you got to take that as a challenge and take it on as a couple and you know it's the enemy against our marriage and as long as we can can remember that we're together in that battle and not you know against each other then you know we do well but it it takes um, accountability and you know third parties to help us uh stay stay true to that tanya really quick what's next for the two of you guys what's next in your world for us, well, we are hosting um, a big, um, the Nehemiah Banquet in Portland. We're actually emceeing the event um, in April. Um, so that's pretty exciting. It's the first time that we've seen an event together like that. Cool. And we're, yeah, and we're just really, um, you know, uh, following what God's plan is for us. I mean, we, you know, we do have three kids and they're very involved in everything that we do. We just took them traveling with us. And, um, you know, we, we do a lot of focus for our family as well. Scott and Tanya, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for your testimony. Thanks for how you're impacting the kingdom. I, I hope someday we can have another conversation and hear how you guys are, uh, how God is moving in your lives. Thanks again for being on I Work For Him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, what did you hear today on how you can take the city for Jesus Christ, on, on how you can impact your own workplace? Scott and Tanya started off simply by being obedient and going through the classes of biblical entrepreneurship. What can you do today to take your faith a little deeper? What did you hear today from Scott and Tanya that inspires you to get a little deeper? You know, we learned today that our faith can impact our workplace by allowing our Heavenly Father to work in our lives, by allowing our Heavenly Father to stretch us. And Scott and Tanya just said, all right, Lord, we're at the end of our rope. We're, we're, Scott's doing door-to-door sales, and Tanya's doing hobby, health, and fitness, and yet they both committed and said, we want to raise our kids, we want to lead, we want to be obedient to the Lord. What do we do, Lord? And the Lord led them through an amazing pathway of continue to be able to raise your own children, and yet be obedient, and they learned, both of them learned how to be Christ followers in their workplace. Both of them learned how to be coaches and to share from the stories that God put in their lives. We need to understand that the battle for the souls of our coworkers and employees is intense, and this is a way for us to be equipped. The Nehemiah Project is one of those places. Go online to the nehemiahproject.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, but ultimately... Ultimately, I work for him.